Good morrow, ladies and gents. My name is Tamal Alexander, and welcome back to my podcast. So, today's podcast, I will be doing a t- continuation on my previous podcast, which is on Green Gaming. Now, to give a brief summary of my previous podcast, I was talking about how game companies nowadays are getting greedier and greedier, and they're producing products that aren't good like they they're just not good to put it simply and I'm going to talk about more because there were a few other things I left behind and a few other things that I want to continue to touch up on because things are getting worse and worse for the companies that I've talked about and with me today I have a guest his name is Sean say hello Sean hey what's up y'all all right so Sean uh, I'm going to start with getting your opinion on like the game the game industry nowadays and why and how you feel about the downfall of of these, gaming? Yeah, the downfall of gaming essentially. Um I mean I play I play a lot of two K mm-hmm. and two K is, is really big on microtransactions nowadays. You see it everywhere. Yeah. Uh they even have uh basically like a DLC mm-hmm. that you buy with the game. Like I, I did it this last year for uh, 2K20, and you get like extra VC with it that you're able to to boost your player up with. Yeah. But the problem with that is that they released a game that was not complete. Uh, there were multiple multiple uh, uproars from the 2K gaming community talking about firing uh, the face of 2K almost, uh, Ani 2K. Yeah. Uh, he actually went viral like it was trending on twitter the hashtag fire ronnie was trending on twitter um so i feel like it's, it's definitely not good and the money that they get from these microtransactions and, and the copies that they sell of the game i feel like they should at least with 2k get get better servers get better develop get more developers mm-hmm. i don't even i don't blame the developers for the game, I blame the company for rushing the product. If you want to stay on on top as, as 2K has, yeah. like uh, EA has NBA Live. They didn't release an NBA Live this year because they plan on starting from scratch mm-hmm. and, and, and rebuilding NBA Live to, to try and take that top spot from 2K. Now granted, the graphics are a little bit better in, in uh, 2K. Yeah, definitely. But the gaming is 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 more ar- 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 arcade like almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, when 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 you go to to EA, it's it's stiffer, but they're fixing all these issues uh, slowly but surely. And so I feel like when it comes down to to 2K, they're definitely getting really really bad. And if they don't redirect the money, I don't think it's going to. S- like go downhill very quickly but people are going to start taking notice and having a problem with it yeah that was actually one of my questions i was going to ask was like do you feel like these do you feel like these companies are having one step forward two steps back because the same thing happened when i was talking about uh bethesda with their and i don't know i don't know if you're aware of it but you know Fallout 76? Yes. So I was very upset about that. Yeah, Fallout 76 was a a dumpster fire to put yeah. it lightly. For an and, amazing like for an amazing like 
name. Like Fallout has always been really fun. Yeah, it's been really fun. good. And then they just they they they, they, they ruined it. <laughs> yeah, it just you know it just went downhill. You know what it kind of reminds me of what? Um, you know how like I think it's Nintendo uh, started just pumping out like games mm-hmm. and none of them were good. Like oh no, Sonic, so- Sega. Oh yeah, Sonic, Sega, yeah. Sega ruined Sonic. For a very long time. With just pumping out games that were not done. A lot of them had had bugs. Uh, Back to to basketball games. Uh, uh, NBA Street uh, was an EA game. Uh, Yeah. yeah. It was like a a big... They were like big head caricatures of of your favorite NBA players. And you could play basketball with them. Mm -hmm. And it was such a revolutionary product for its time. It gave people the fun arcade-like thing with the abilities of their favorite players. So if you had Vince Carter, Vince Carter would dunk on everybody. If you had Shaq, you weren't scoring on him, and he would dunk on everybody. <laughs> and so for that, and, and they saw how big it got, and they began to rush these developers. So it ended up becoming something that was like something for fun, because that's what, what, what uh, I think it was EA Big was all about, was making, yeah. making out-of-ordinary games for fun having yeah. fun with it mm-hmm. and they rushed him to make to make more money like that's literally what was the downfall of that franchise yeah it's just like it's just all been about it's starting to become more about money and less about fun and going back to what you were talking about with sega um sonic had a great start like 100 yeah like his first the first game may not have been like you know revolutionary but it was it was good it yeah, was in it the was right direction it was a step in the right direction yeah and the second game fixed a lot of issues with the first one because a lot of people were talking about mm-hmm. things that could have been better and then the third one uh which is the sonic 3 and knuckles that was like one of the holy grails people mm-hmm. classified as one of the best sonic games to ever be released and still to this day it is one of the best yeah. sonic games and then somewhere along the way they just like they stopped listening to people and they started focusing more on just money and getting things out instead of actually finishing it. It's because they realized that it would sell. Like when you when you create a reputation, it's sort of like all right, everybody likes to joke around about how uh clothes nowadays are like are like whole like Kanye yeah. is selling a shirt with like ten holes in it for oh, yeah. like fifty dollars or like a hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And it's you're not buying a, a a good quality shirt. No, you're buying the brand. You're buying the name, and that's what I feel like they're going off of now. They've created such a big name for themselves that they feel like that can can send them to where they need to be. Yeah, almost. and that's just and that's one of the biggest problems with gaming now is just mm-hmm. again they're not they're not caring anymore. They don't they don't care. Um, because, going back to Sega, uh, one of its biggest dumpster fires I can think of are actually two games. They were kind of next to each other. One of them was Shadow the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. which, oof, boy. Um, you said Shadow? Shadow the Hedgehog. Like yeah, they made They made I a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. The story was awful. Yeah. The, the way the game was set up was just atrocious. It was nothing like Sonic. Like, why is... This lovable blue hedgehog who jumps on robots and defeats defeats a giant 
egg-shaped like man. Why is he? Why is he wielding a gun now? Yeah. Like I'm so confused. This is like they they went into a completely different direction. Yeah, completely different direction. And then Sonic goes, and then the next one, Sonic goes six. They're just they're that's like the that's like the taboo of the industry. We don't talk about Sonic yeah. Six. You know, one thing Sonic Six had going for it was his music. Its music was absolutely incredible, but everything else was just awful. It was incomplete and from what from what I've heard, the game was like that was because it got rushed. Mm-hmm. Like the game got rushed to be delivered. And it was like At this point, I feel like it's not a matter of how good your developers are. We have we're at a point uh, in time where you can make an amazing game. You can make a amazing, an amazing, good quality game, like great quality. Exactly. If you give them the time. Okay. And if you don't give them the time, you have the, these catastrophes like 2K earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Even though they fixed it a little bit, it still have, has, its, has its issues. Um, uh, Sonic with Sega. Uh, but... Uh, in, in the other direction, games that take a long time to, to, to do last tend to last longer. Like, if you look yeah. at GTA V, how long has that been out for? It's been out for very for long years. Time. I wasn't even... I was, I was like a freshman in high school when it dropped. Yeah, sure. And so was I. So, now we're, now we're going on to, to 2020, and they're, they release, they're, they're talking about releasing a new one now? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's still you can go on GTA Five mm-hmm. and still have a lot of fun. Yeah. They kept it modern with DLCs. They boosted it. Like I feel like that's kind of why the BR games are starting to take over a little bit because you can add more to them. Like Fortnite is constantly cha- changing the 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 the, the uh, interactiveness. It's, yeah, almost. Yeah, it's, uh, it's also slowly improving. Exactly. Like, you know, like I. I may not be a big, very big fan of Battle Royales in general because yeah. I think they're getting way too out of hand, but that's a, yeah, 100%. That's a topic for another podcast. Um, you know, but I do admire what Fortnite is doing. You know, it started off as a very weird game, you know, very, very weird. It was outside the box. Yeah, and then now it's slowly evolving into... A fully complete game, and keep in mind, this is a free game. Like this game is free, and and there's still a part of it that not many people play. Yeah, that is a lot of fun. Yeah, like the Save the World. The Save, Save the, the World, World isn't that bad. Yeah, actually, the Save the World. They said it was going to cost money then, but then later they were going to release it for free. free. Yeah, you know, and if, and if you want to play it, you can play it. Uh, like if you want to play it now, you can buy it. You can buy it and then enjoy it mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and then. How they make their revenue, because Fortnite is free, is through the microtransactions. But the thing is, they stick true to their word. All of the microtransactions that are in Fortnite are completely cosmetic. They contribute nothing to the gameplay, and you have an option to buy it. Do you want to buy it? You, well, if you don't want to, then it's okay. You can still play the game. And, and have fun and do yeah, good. And not feel like that you're under. It's not pay to win. Yeah, it's not paid. Like two K, you can go in buy a load of VC or VC, mm-hmm. and now your your player, your my player, is at like an eighty eight overall, or, or an eighty nine overall, depending on the archetype and where you you uh, put the uh, 
the attribute upgrades. And I feel like that's complete BS. Uh, don't get me wrong. I fell victim to it due, uh, due to I, trying I, to keep up and have yeah, fun with Yeah, I, I have to. I have to many times with the microtransactions. It's like it looks very tempting, and then I, you know, I can't, I can't help myself. I end up doing it, you know. But at least I can say with certainty that I don't. If it, if you, if I have to pay money for something that should already be in the game to begin with, I am not getting it. Like, for example, um. EX, like EXP boosters uh, yeah. that are in certain games. It's like it's almost in like every game. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the option to buy that to get a significant boost in your XP. And it's like, why do why should I buy this? Why can't you put it in the game that I can like say earn or like because I'm because I'm playing this game for so long? Here, you're gonna get an EXP booster for free. You know, why do I have to pay? to essentially essentially i'm paying to win mm -hmm. you know and it's like enough with it you know enough with paying money enough with the money the money is not the money should not be the end all be all goal when it comes to games you know like if you make a high quality game that you're gonna make your money you're gonna make yeah. your money it's gonna happen 100 percent if you Put your it's soul. Been yeah, it's it's been proven. Like um, Cuphead for Cuphead for example. You know what Cuphead is? Yeah. So the story to that game is that there were two people who created this game all by themselves, and they had to mortgage their house twice to make ends meet. They were very poor. They were losing a lot of money in creating and this game. And now the game. game's like a cult classic. Like and, and now this game is fantastic, and they just basically got all that money back, no problem. You know, it's like. And it's just the money. The money just we don't we don't need it. You know, it's like mm -hmm. the money should not be the, the first. driving force. It shouldn't. And but you gotta realize a lot of these these, these uh, owners now they're not the original owners that fell in love with gaming or the the the, the yeah the, uh, revolution of gaming. I want to say because it, I feel like video games definitely did change the landscape of how a lot of a lot of like the world was like yeah without like video games allowed people to 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 stay in a lot more and they were on on the the game instead of going out which you can view as a negative or a positive depending on who you are yeah uh but it's definitely one of those like you have you you have to put in the time and effort to make a game and if you don't it's going to show and you're going to have critics. Yeah. What well, can well I wanted to ask you, how yeah. did you feel about the new Luigi game? Luigi, Luigi's Mansion. I felt that game was you know, I haven't played it just yet. I have have been seeing it though, seeing reviews. And I know that a lot of people did not like the second one. Like the second game uh, that came out on the three D S. They said it like it veered way too far away from the formula. Though it did, really? yeah. Because though it, though it did add some extra stuff to it that did make the game enjoyable. There were some things they added that just weren't enjoyable. Like saying it was like it was like a missionary. Like you go from mission to mission. People didn't like that because in the original game, you it was like a it was like a chapter based kind of yeah. thing. You know, like you explore one part of the house. You sorry, you collect a bunch of 
ghosts and put them in their portraits and then you can proceed to the boss and then after that then you can go off to the next thing you know um but what they did with what we just mentioned three is they went back to their roots and why did they go back to their roots it's simple because they actually listened to the, the feedback they listened to the feedback you know and if you notice there's a trend with games that are doing very well right now mm -hmm. and it's that they're really community based like epic games listens to their community they do they do and yeah. that's one of the reasons why fortnite has gotten so big like there was literally a a, a whole like thing to get a, a gun back into the game and it worked yeah it's it's amazing what the community can do when, it, when they're a, listened to yeah that's it it's also amazing if you know you actually listen to the community and there's something i want to talk about and this is like probably like our last thing we talk about and that's regarding blizzard um blizzard if any if you uh anybody who's listening don't know is a company that creates i want to say competitive like games you know mm -hmm. like overwatch or diablo even though diablo wouldn't really consider a competitive game but it could be i mean any game could be seen competitive and this this story with blizzard falls under um a very devoted twitch uh Twitch tournament, like the sorry tournament guy, mm -hmm. and he goes by the name of Blitz Jung. Um, he is he he's an avid he's an avid uh, helper supporter for Hong Kong, and Hong Kong is you know they're finally fighting back. They want they want freedom in Hong Kong. Yeah, and he made that known that he supports Hong Kong. Yeah, he stands with Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. and what Blizzard decides to do is ban him from any tournament for what was originally a year and then they got a lot of negativity like a lot of it and they decided to like boil it down to six months and people are still pissed about that yeah and why they're pissed about it is simply because you're banning somebody for giving his freedom of speech when blizzard actually posted that you know they said they allow people to have their freedom of speech you know they allow this stuff so if you allow this stuff why did you ban him and then on top of that you banned the broadcasters too the ones who were you know uh recording blitz chunk you know you you banned them too because you said they didn't do their job and making it only about the game yeah and it was like okay Okay, make it only about the game? That's not why you tune in for Twitch, though. You, tw If you just want to watch a game, you can look up gameplays on YouTube. Yeah. You tune in to Twitch because you have the personality behind the streamer. That that that. Don't get me wrong, the gameplay itself may be enjoyable, mm -hmm. but you also have that, that personality involved. You have someone, like, there, and you're interacting. Yeah. Uh, a, lot of, a, a lot of Twitch streamers uh, are are very big on interacting with fans and, and, and make it and talking to them in the chat whenever there's a new subscriber. There's something that goes up on the screen to make sure that they feel acknowledged and everything. Mm -hmm. And so for something that is such a, 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 uh, a fan-based community, I want to say, like it's really big on making sure that the fans are, are, know that they are, uh, are appreciated. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, it's, it's kind of BS that you're going to do that. Like you can't, censor somebody 
all, just because of a, of a political view that you you might not share. Uh, me, I'm a pop political science major. I don't agree with uh, Donald Trump as president, but that does not mean that I'm not going to listen to a Trump supporter speak. I might not agree with it, but everybody should get their fair chance to speak and, and, and defend themselves and their beliefs. Yeah. And we find out that one of the reasons why Blizzard banned him was because they get, like, a lot of their revenue, a lot of their money... <laughs> A lot of their revenue comes from China, and they thought banning Blitz Chung would be a way to appeal to their yeah, yeah appeal to their developers or to appeal to their you know people who are you know donating their money to Blizzard, mm -hmm. and this all comes back to about the money. You know, it's like you're doing all of this for money. And it's just, it it just doesn't, it doesn't make, it's just, it's just not right. And then you try to lie about it, saying it's not, yeah. saying it's not the case. And it's funny. Well, I try and cover it up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny because during their, during their convention they had, um, one of the announcers allowed two people, you know, to say their, to say their piece about freeing Hong Kong. And when one of them said free Hong Kong, the announcer was like, um, I can get down with that, you know. And later that, then later that day, he posts a Twitter of him having a free Hong Kong pin. So he's not, he's not making it about the game or anything like that. And yet he didn't get fired or he didn't get banned or anything like that. And so help me understand here, Blizzard is... Like where's your priorities? You know where, where is your where's your stand? I mean, mm -hmm. to be honest, we kind of already know your stand, but it's like, just I don't know. At, at this point, at this point, I'm as I said in my previous podcast, I'm scared. I'm scared because I don't know where this, the the gaming industry is leading. Like, yeah, there are still a lot of game developers that are not making it about the money. You know, there are still people who make it about the game. The yeah. game is what's important. But then when you've got other developers like Blizzard, EA, um, Bethesda, when you've got all of these people, all of these other companies that are just digging their hole deeper with all the, and forgive me for this, all the bullshit, then it's like, where is gaming heading? And do you have do you have an answer for that, Sean? I I don't know. Um, one thing I can say though is that you have a rise in smaller companies that are are, are coming up because they care about their games. Oh yeah. And <laughs> that's that that's the 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 silver lining. Yep. Is that you you're you're because of technology, uh, where we're being exposed to. Mm -hmm. lower lower level companies uh, that are producing amazing games that are a lot of fun uh, and we, we we're getting a access to them in like droves now and so yeah. hopefully hopefully they the big companies start taking notice um, 
Because if not, I, it, it could be bad. You you're saying that um, like small companies actually caring about their games. I remember watching the E3. I think it was either this year or last year, and they showed a trailer of a reindeer with like a, a game with a reindeer who has mystical powers, looking for or helping their um, or helping their like child get back to the forest. Mm -hmm. And this was a very small indie game, and it was like, why am I getting more excited for a game about essentially Bambi's origin story? <laughs> than these AAA games they've been showing me that don't look finished and look incomplete and just lack any kind of soul. It's utterly ridiculous. And it's like, and it's not it's a like... a lot of copy and paste. Yeah, and it's not like I'm saying that this reindeer game is going to be or should be bad or anything. No, that's not what I'm saying. But from a logic standpoint, this is a very small company with very little resources to work with. And their game looks far better than a AAA company that has millions of dollars to work with. It's it's baffling to say the least, you know. But my hope is that these companies get their shit together, and we can get back on track with creating games that are for the people, and then the money will come in later. You know, it's all about, it's all a waiting game, really. Like, you can wait for the money, because the money will come. It's like a guaranteed thing. There's no point in pushing it forward. But that is all I have today for my podcast on Greeting Gaming Part 2. There may be a Part 3, because there is one more company I want to talk about. But I need to give a little bit more resources for that company. But... Thank you very much, Sean, for being here. No problem. It was a blast. <laughs> yeah, yep. 25 minutes indeed. And <laughs> uh, that's all I have today. So my name is Tim Alexander, and thank you all for listening to my podcast.